I wanted to talk way more technical, but I had to restrain myself. <laughs> you can talk more technical. We can follow. I can uh, follow. What yeah, was the I, number one thing you wanted to say technically that you didn't say? All this cash stuff is impossible. How does anyone make it work all this? <laughs> because you have a cash, you have a master cash, then you have a cash per core. It, then each, each cash has its own level. There's an L1 cash, there's an L2 cash, and there's an L3 cash, and they get bigger, and they're, but they're slower the farther out you go. And all this stuff matters in terms of speed and blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. That's how I feel. <laughs> we didn't even talk about threading and then hyper-threading. Oh, my God. Right, it's episode one forty-five of We Were Gamers, a podcast with the JJ over there. Hello, and I'm Andy. And unfortunately, our regular compatriot Michael. It, well, it's not unfortunate, I should say. Yeah, he's unfortunate that. that he's not here, but it's fortunate because he's having a fun time in Georgia, the yeah. state, not the country. Man, oh, I don't know. Going to the country might be fun too, but it'll be a much bigger trip, possibly. I know a lot about a few places, and Georgia is one of those places that I have no I have no information about that place at all. Yeah, I believe it's in the Caucasus, and that's literally <laughs> all I could tell you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, this is a podcast. We do old games, new games, whatever floats our boat, because um, we don't have as much time as we used to have. We were gamers but now we're we dip our toe in gaming <laughs> yeah sometimes we game sometimes we instead take our car back to the shop a week after it was there oh no that's too soon to take it back mm-hmm. so these new uh oil pans sit underneath your engine and catch oil etc yep that's very common these new ones are plastic and they have to be adhered to the bottom of your car with silicone and if they do it too quickly, they leak again. So I have a question. Uh-huh. Could you use like a bolt to adhere it? No, because you would break the pan. But what if the pan was like aluminum? Right. Yeah. Who would okay. have thought that metal and bolts and washers and all these things had a purpose? And like, I get it. Maybe like gasket. That's like bad. Yeah, as a person who just recently had a trouble with a gasket in their engine, <laughs> but gaskets uh, are cheap. You can replace a gasket, you know. Yeah, totally. Which I'm sure is the same price as these plastic things and silicone adhesive. But ugh. Oh, and boy. so, is it leaking? Uh, okay, actually, here's a better question: mm-hmm. Should the oil even be in the pan in the first place? I think that the way they use these things now. I don't not actually know the answer to this, to be fair. Oh, okay. An oil pan, as you're thinking of it, is probably... Uh, you'd think of like something underneath to like catch excess oil. Maybe. Right, that's what I'm imagining. Yeah, these but are I more like... Um, like the bottom of your engine, uh, where it uses to circulate... It uses it to circulate uh, the oil back up into... Moving okay, parts. so it's like the the catch after all the the oil gets poured down on top over the parts that are moving, and it drips out the bottom into the pan, and then back into the collector and pumped around or right. whatever. Yeah, exactly. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. 
There you go. That, uh, this has been your car minute <laughs> of learning about how cars work. But still, look, man, that sucks. So is this just going to be a thing now for like every X miles? You're just going to have to do this over and over? I'm hoping I guess- not, but it sounds to me like these are probably just like this now. But it shouldn't be a week, right? It should be way longer than Right, that. yeah. They didn't do it correctly. They waited not okay. the right amount of time. The car is back there and sitting there, and the oil is drying out, and the silicone is dry. You know, like, you need yeah, to sit yeah. and be and so they are, properly adhered. And they are fixing this for free, I assume. Well, yeah, well, it was a warranty repair to begin with, so. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Guys, sometimes. Guys and girls. <laughs> I, we're from California, if you can't tell. By our massive accent, such surfers, the freeways. <laughs> if you purchase a car, try and get one with some kind of warranty. That's all I'm saying. You can be. Used. I mean, cars come with warranties. You should get those. They mm-hmm. seem good. Sometimes, and maybe sometimes the extended ones are worth it. Yes, sometimes. sometimes. <laughs> Got to do. A- cost-benefit analysis, which we're not going to do on this show. No, no, no. no that, this is about having no. fun. Yes. Some people have fun watching the Oscars. Yes. I did not watch any of them, mm-hmm. and I did not have fun learning about most of the movies that won. But I did have fun learning about some of the movies that won. I had fun in one movie in particular where I thought, they actually picked the one that did Correct it. Correct answer. Yes. And you know why they picked the right one? This is was a, head and shoulders better than everything else in that category? No, I don't think it was head and shoulders better. I think it was a fantastic film, and uh, it was up against other very good ones. I will give you the insight here. Animated movies are short and fun to watch, so they actually watch all the movies in the category. Ooh, dang. Mm. That's a lot of shade you just threw at the people who are supposed to do this as their job or profession. Right. They should, uh, but they don't. Anyway, we're talking about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won an Oscar. and um, Heck yeah. I hope that people listen to us on this show about how amazing it was. Incredibles 2 was up there. It was a good movie. I did I not see it, but oh, okay. uh, all the people that saw it told me that it was really good and that I should see it. It's a cool- Usually that's a good sign. It's a good sequel and uh, an easy classic, but not as groundbreaking as Spider-Verse was, right? It's it's already got its motif. People saw mm-hmm. the first one. The art's not brand... You know, it's like... It's a sequel. It's not gonna... You're stepping back into some comfortable slippers and then going for a fun journey with them. Exactly. Spider-Verse uh, invented walking. <laughs> <laughs> well, now no, hopefully more people will listen to us. Because yeah, I want to Oscar. Go see that movie, you guys. Come on. It's so good. Man. I it blows my mind that there were people who then after this Oscar came out, they're like, oh, that movie won? Wow, maybe I should have gone and seen it. Like, uh, was everyone who saw it not screaming at you to go see it because of how <laughs> good it was? Do you have bad friends? What's going on? Is Spider Man fatigue, much like uh there was Star Wars fatigue when they brought out Solo, you know? Like I do hear that. Like I have not, like, I didn't go see Spider-Man, was it Homecoming or the... Homecoming 2 or whatever? Well, Homecoming 2 isn't out yet, or whatever the new uh, one is called uh, isn't out yet. Oh, okay. Um, But that one, that Marvel released Spider-Man one, I didn't mm-hmm. see the Spider-Man reboot before that, 
And I didn't see a lot of Spider-Man movies. I was like kind of done with Spider-Man for a while. But then, you know, I was on a plane recently for quite a bit of time. (laughs) I had some time to watch movies. And so I watched that Spider-Man Homecoming movie. And you know what? That movie was pretty good. And I should have gone and seen it. Oh, well. And uh, same thing with everyone who didn't go see this movie. You should go see it because it's good. There is no comparison. I don't I don't care. Yeah, it's it's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to use the Oscars and my car as my news story for today. So solid. Yeah. You're up. (laughs) Okay. Well, uh, the only news story I have is a little bit less fun than those two. Although maybe it's in the same realm of fun as the car. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems that there have been a decent amount of layoffs in the video game industry recently. Oh, boy. You want That's us to uh, you want us to wade into some territory we don't normally. Yeah, the the sad zone before we bring it back with the the rad zone <laughs> later. <laughs> Copyrighted that right I'm, there. Uh, oh my goodness, that's awesome. Uh, and you know, uh, Activision Blizzard uh, recently laid off around I think it's some number just under eight hundred people worldwide. Record uh, profit. Uh, record revenue. Yeah. Which is different from record profit, right. but also you're still... Correct. You're correct to uh, correct me there. I'm sorry. Uh, also still, though. Yeah, well... <laughs> record something. But by the way, all these people who helped us make this record get out of here. We're firing mm-hmm. you. Also, uh, billions of dollars in stock buybacks. Yeah, pretty garbage. Uh, and hot on the heels of that, um, the developers of Guild Wars Arena Net have also laid off a unconfirmed number of staff at this point uh maybe confirmed by the time you hear this but at least it's some number of staff that seems like quite a few people i am unfamiliar or was i'm pretty unfamiliar with their ownership which is ncsoft i would be surprised if arena net just was laying off people on its own i'm guessing that much like in the activision telling blizzard to lay people off yeah uh this is probably the same case uh, we've talked about net neutrality on this show quite a bit, and mm-hmm. um, arguments have started on that. We've talked about that. Uh, one of my uh, what would you call it? Drum beats, I guess, is the proper term. Refrains mm-hmm. in that yeah, argument yeah. is uh, corporations don't have your back. Nope. There are good corporations and bad corporations and corporations that try to do more in the vein of what's proper for employees before others. But uh, generally speaking, a corporation's, especially one that is publicly traded, job is to make money. Yep. And that can be done by hook or by crook or by any other method in between. None of which usually involve being nice to you personally. Mm-hmm. Be you and a employee or a consumer. That's true. And uh, so, you know, it's that's really that really sucks. Being laid off from a job, especially unexpectedly. Like if it's one it's one thing if the company's like, you know, hey, we missed our projections. We lost a lot of money this year. Stuff has been bad for the last couple of years. You can see the writing on the wall, right? Sure. Like, We've missed our projections for multiple quarters now. Stuff is going bad. Okay. If you hear on the financial call, hey, we have made record revenues, that sounds like things are trending up. (laughs) And then all of a sudden they're like, hey, 
you're all laid off. Ouch. Yeah, that doesn't feel very good, probably. It's hard to separate, I think, entertainment companies especially from um, from being a part of your life i guess is the right way to phrase this you know or maybe the way you feel about their products versus them as a business entity it's it's a lot easier to disconnect a company from their product when it's a utility item like i have very few warm feelings about ford despite the fact that i drive one right um it's very clear that they are into making a physical product and that you may have made a rational choice to consume said physical product because you need it as a necessity. You don't need that- video games. You don't need movies. So it's tough to disassociate uh, good feelings from those companies, I guess. And maybe- Yeah. Or like, you know, when you go see a movie that makes you feel good or that you really enjoy watching, you get positive feelings for those companies that made them. Sure. Disney and- is a great example of this, right? Yep. Uh, it's real real easy to consume disney products because they're very well attuned to consumers and they're also good right like in uh, large, recently large, I don't, majority of cases yeah i don't know if you heard about this four percent i think it was four percent challenge um no there's a a dearth of female directors in hollywood Okay. Especially for feature films. I think it was uh, 4% of last year, 2017, maybe? Okay. Uh, of films directed in Hollywood were directed by women. And uh, so this group created the 4% challenge that said, hey, every company out there, Lionsgate, all you guys, when you make movies, try and do, can you can you commit to doing more than 4% of your directors? And some companies said, yes, Disney, they, they railed on Disney for months and months. Why aren't you accepting this challenge? And Disney said, well, because last year, uh, 2017, 2018, 30% of our films were made by women. So, you know, we don't we don't have to accept. So so it's good. Sometimes you get... It's not a commitment to make, right? Like, yeah, we already did this. Like, right. we're good. Right. Yeah. So we're not going to make that commitment because we're already above it. So sometimes a company, corporation, can feel like a place that makes a product that you really connect with that wow i really like that movie and also wow they're really doing good things um for diversity in in this industry which has a problem with it and then you can turn around and you you have to find where they bully the city of anaheim or they you know like right um yeah that for folks who may not know um disney Disneyland in California is in Anaheim, California, the town. And it could be said that maybe Disney runs that town a little bit. I think that they've gone through peaks and valleys of how much influence they have been able to exert over the city council there. For for better and worse in most cases. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's really great to be able to add a new hotel to your town and... Unlike it adding a sports stadium, it might be okay to give them a tax incentive, but, um, you know, then you have to work on giving back to the community and sometimes that's a $15 minimum wage, which they've done or you get into a lot of public policy here and that's outside of, of people getting laid off during record revenues, right? You know, and 
Yeah. And the issue then just becomes, right, companies will try to pull these various levers in lots of different directions when maybe it seems like they're all shiny and pretty on the one side. You know, if you look around, perhaps there's an, a different side of the company depending on where you live or what you happen to prefer doing or these kinds of things. Arguably, one of the reasons that Activision would have bought Blizzard is to have that shining example company under their banner so you'd feel better totally. about a lot of the things that Activision has done to the video game industry in general of uh, buying up and destroying companies. <laughs> not I that mean, they're the only you, ones. Totally. And if you remember, not even that long ago, Activision was the company that made Guitar Hero, and those came, those games came out almost every year, and they were you know beloved for a few years, and then kind of less beloved, and then kind of were terrible. And people were just like, what are you guys doing? You guys are making these terrible games. Why? Stop. And they're just like, no, every year, Guitar Hero. And Call of Duty is going to you know, be that way. They're doing Call of Duty the same thing, and they have been for years and years, and people still play it, but for how long? Yeah. So anyway, that's we're getting besides the point here. But, you know, hey, always make sure you're looking out for yourself. That's the end result here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right, let's get to the rad zone. Yeah, we rad zone. <laughs> We didn't finish talking about the Nintendo Direct last week. We talked about, I think, we picked out some of the biggest things. Um, yeah. We talked we about left... Mario Maker 2. And yeah. And we talked yeah. about um, the Link's Awakening remaking. A little bit. Fire Emblem a little bit. You know, we kind of hit the highlights there. Captain Toad, I think, maybe, we mentioned. Um, yeah. But, man, there was so much of it. And you guys got a... Bloodstained Ritual of the Night release window-ish. Yeah. Yeah, that's all good news. But there was more. There, there was like, tons more. So let's dig into some of this. I want to... good stuff. I want to rehash two things real quick. Yeah. Tetris 99 is fun, but I'm bad at it. We already talked about that. That sounds reasonable. Um, But it's addicting sometimes. Because... Mm. You just, there's no other things on the screen. You just hit play. Yeah. And, and it's just Tetris, man. It's just Tetris. Tetris is a good game. Yeah. So if you don't like attack people or whatever, by using just the- playing Tetris. You can just play Tetris and you kind of get ignored for a while. Um, That would be like hiding in a Battle Royale game. Maybe. I don't know. It just means that I make it to like 20 before I just am out and then I have to start a new game. Out of 99, that's pretty good, dude. Yeah. Seems good. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea. It's when the game starts going really fast, ish for me. Yeah, is around twenty. I think. And you then, cleared enough lines or something, and it starts picking up the pace. Yeah, and then a whole bunch of lines show up on my screen. It's like, oh, 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 too fast. Okay. Someone, someone realized you were doing good, and they dumped a bunch of garbage on your wall. Basically, it seems to happen about every time because there's not. It's not hard to find the last nineteen people and like bomb them at that point. Yeah. But, sure. Anyway, uh, and uh, the Link's Awakening thing. Yeah, that I, looks rad. It does look rad, and the cool—it looks like toys and whatever. It looks cool. That 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 view, and I keep hearing hate on it. And then I wonder, did those same people like Octopath Traveler? Because like, I put some pictures side by side, and they look identical. It, the. There's maybe like a shader or something. It looks a little more plasticky. Sure. Okay. But but the like tilt shift thing. That, yeah, the tilt shift thing is very very similar to Octopath. Right. 
And like the tilt shift thing has been done before. It's not like this is the first game that did that either. Yeah. Uh, it was like World of Final Fantasy did some of that, I think. Right. And yeah. Like other, I, mean, I can't even think. There are other games that did it. Uh, and man, yeah, that game looks rad. I don't know. Yeah. I never played that one really. Like I want to, I want that to be good. It looks I, good. I'm I'm in. I'm down with the look. And I just want to throw that out there because see your, your thoughts were, because I think you played Octopath maybe. No, no, I think it was Michael. Yep. Uh, yeah. Or but no, it was Ryan. Octopath looks. Oh yes, it was yeah, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Octopath looks good though, and that yeah. is good. Okay. Uh, let's do some of the stuff we didn't do last week. Final Fantasy IX is out. Whoa! Shocker, I know. It's the it's the Final Fantasy IX that you know and love and have played on other platforms. Final Fantasy VII's coming, such as your phone and Steam <laughs> and. PS4 and other places. FF10 and FF12 got trailers. Okay. I mean, look, those games are good on other platforms too. So why not put them on the Switch? I just, I would love to have them on the Switch. I've already bought them on the Vita though. And I still have my I have Vita. Some of those on, I still have some of those on Steam. Sure. I. You might even have them on a PlayStation. <laughs> uh, Yep. Actually. Yeah. Almost certainly do. Uh-huh. I don't know how much more they can do here. Are they just going to do this yeah. every time a new system comes out? I mean, it seems the answer is to that is yes. <laughs> oh, like they've, they have done this for many systems now. PS3, and then PS4, oh, boy. and then 360, and then... <laughs> when is the, the fatigue going to kick in enough that they don't make enough money for this to happen? You know, it sounds like the ports must not be very difficult, and the return must be non-zero every time, so... Difficult Forever? enough in Final Fantasy VIII's case not to even do it. Man, what is up with Final Fantasy VIII? There's a, there's a version on Steam which plays okay. Yeah, I think is that the I best option for is for you to go buy the PS One Classic off of a Vita or a PlayStation. Yeah, I think that is the best playing version. Sadly, mm -hmm. these days. Yep. Okay, that was some big news, dude. Those are some good games, though. <laughs> there were a couple of announcements. Uh, towards the end of the direct, okay, there was the what was the Demon X Machina. I don't know anything about this. It's a mech action game, okay, uh, and there's a demo for that out now, I believe, or it was out at the time of the direct. Maybe it has ended at this point. Uh, and Unlikely basically, it's like ended. you're probably right. Uh, did you play those Armored Core games? I like Armored Core. This looks kind of like that, but on a Switch, and maybe more anime. Oh, I don't know if I want more anime Armored Core. Those games were pretty anime. Yeah, that's what I mean. These ones look like... Okay, maybe it's more like modern anime mecha, as opposed to like 90s anime mecha. Well, Armored Core was very, like... Here are very slow robotic things. This game looks way faster than that. Okay. Cause you would Maybe like, it's closer to, like, virtual on. I have to watch the video now, because... Oh, yeah? I yeah. I did made a mistake here. You're going to have to repeat whatever you said, because I turned I turn on this video. Oh. And I'm recording <laughs> desktop audio. And it's and it was blaring. It was very loud. I got Very you. loud. This looks like Zone of Enders. Yes, that yes, that's a better, more modern reference point. Thank you. This looks like a lot like Zone of Enders. Does not look yeah. like Armored Core. Yeah, Demon X Machina is 
a Zone of Enders type style mech action game. Okay. Uh, I'm into that. Zone I, of Enders was cool. Yeah, I saw some uh positive looks coming out of that uh that demo and I think maybe people were like, "Okay, this is cool." I don't know, it's only like 3 missions. I can't really say if the game is great or not, but hey, this seems good. Okay. Uh and another game got announced that no one had heard of before. The Demon X Machina was announced at E3, I think. So people had heard of that. They're just waiting on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, they hadn't, and now uh, they announced another game called Astral Chain. What is that? Did I get that right? Yes. Okay. I have no this idea what this is. Thing? Yes. The, we, I, I think we mentioned it very briefly. Like, it's... Okay. It's anime. <laughs> But <laughs> we are talking a Nintendo system. Half the games right, are going to be not, like very anime. Not, that shouldn't be that surprising. Uh, you're a, you appear to be a police officer holding a briefcase that's connected to you with like a uh, a handcuff. Okay, you know, like it's some kind of like nuclear football or something. Sure. And then demons get summoned out of the briefcase, and they are bound to you by chains. Okay. And then you fight monsters with them Sweet. in the city. In service of police, somehow policing okay. this. Can you collect said monsters for your briefcase? Do you know how that no, works? I've, so I have no idea. Okay. Is the first answer. Okay, but it looks like an action game, like more in the like Devil May Cry vein. Devil May Cry Five got announced, by the way. Yes, uh, that game has been announced for a bit and oh, is coming it? to oh. consoles sooner or later. Oh, I just saw a big thing for it today. I don't know why. Maybe there's a new trailer. Or, yeah, maybe it's coming out soon. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that game, uh, this f is in that vein, uh, made by Platinum, the people who make fine action game products like Bayonetta. Bayonetta 3, also in development still. Yes, announced. which is good, because that looks good. Uh, and... So I have no idea what this Astral Chain game is. Uh, if you, people watch the trailer, there's a lot of like crazy fighting with these monsters. And it looks like you're comboing back and forth between the human and the monster and fighting these giant enemies. And it looks like it looks like a crazy action game like Devil May Cry. And that is that is my jam right there. OK. So I'm excited for that, whatever that turns out to be. A game that I was not excited to see was Dragon Quest Builders 2. Hey, that's a game that's been out in Japan for like eight months. Right. Yeah. It does not seem like it has a U.S. audience to me. I think that first game was good. Okay. Or people liked it anyway. Uh, don't know if it sold well or not, but hey. Enough that they're bringing a the second one. Yeah, go for it, I guess. Sure. Sure. I'm not going to hate on it. I just... uh. Can't be mad. Didn't float my boat. Yeah. It was just as... kind of like, okay, I guess they're doing this too. Mm-hmm. This is kind of how the Direct had that feeling, was like, and this, and this, and this, yep. and this, and this, and this, and, and this. And like, Rune Factory 4 Special, Andrew? I don't know anything about Rune Factory. You know, neither do I. And uh, it looks like a anime version of Stardew Valley. That's what it looked like to me. You, like, manage a lot of adventurers and go into dungeons and raise crops and also try to have a family or relationships and then you get it's married like town, at the end like or a something town simulator right like yeah like a of... town kind of thing yeah, yeah definitely 
Okay. I put, okay. This is I actually, I, I think I legitimately laughed out loud at this part in the direct when they put this huge, like, big full screen thing that says, like, we can announce Rune Factory 5 is in development. Whoa. Shocker. And I, I, you just watched this trailer for Rune Factory 4 special, and I was like, I don't know what that is. And then this giant trailer, <laughs> like, Rune Factory 5. And I'm like, what is that? I'm guessing Rune Factory 4 has been out a little bit of time. Um, Seems like it. Disney's making some sort of some some related game for the kids where you turn your switch sideways. I okay. I don't know I don't how know you play it, your switch sideways. I Andrew, what's a what's a some some? Oh, it's um. That's <laughs> <laughs> already all I needed to know. Oh, it's these little uh, beanbag toys like that look like the faces on the ends of the beanbag have the character face, and okay. then and then the rest of it is kind of just like a colored. So like if you like had a picture Disney characters, yeah, like Tigger would have like Tigger's face on the front of it, and then the rest of it would look like uh, stripes. Got it. So right. and there's like and a like a hacky sack, mouse but a little whatever. flatter. Got it. Okay. Hacky sack with the references here. Is this a mobile game? It looked. Uh, <laughs> it looks like a mobile game for your Switch. Ah. But- but uh is, is there a mobile version of this some something? I have no idea actually. Okay. Cool. Um it looked more engaging than that. It looked like a bunch of mini games. I mean like, the trailer in the like Switch almost... direct didn't look bad. I've just I have no idea what this thing is. It seems like it's some brand that some other someone else knows about and I don't. I think it's a branded version of like a WarioWare thing. Okay. That was what it looked like. Well, that's cool for people that want that. Yay. Yeah. Ubisoft yeah, wants know. to bring Assassin's Creed 3. Um, Andrew, I have some questions about that trailer they showed. Okay. Uh, so they showed that trailer. I mean, Assassin's Creed 3 was a game that wasn't that well liked when it came out. It was not received well from the beginning when when it was like a very complicated story about uh native peoples and the American Revolution etc and i think people didn't like the traversal systems as well as they had liked them in the two series and the yeah and i think the and all the sweet boat stuff that people liked didn't come until like the next game after this one black flag yeah and so you know they made this hd update to assassin's creed 3 and i think that's out on pc and some other consoles already Mm mm-hmm uh, so when you make a trailer for a game, should you show it like running well, or I, should you show it like lagging and having bad frame rate in the trailer? No, you should definitely tell people what the experience is going to be like in full honesty. Okay, I mean, I guess I applaud them for that. Yeah, but wow. <laughs> oh, you mean that they didn't? They just didn't do a good job, and so they couldn't do it that way. I, you know, I guess I don't know. Um, but man. Uh, that trailer did not ent- want to entice me to buy that game. It looked like it was running poorly. <laughs> I'm not shocked. Uh, and I guess it also includes the Vita game, uh, Assassin's Creed Liberation. Liberation. Yeah. Yes, and I believe that is that has come to consoles before, and uh, Steam. but not and Steam, but not the Switch. And um, that didn't look as bad as the Assassin's Creed Three one. It did. was made to run on a Vita. <laughs> yeah, I just you know I. 
I don't want to pick on them, but that just seemed questionable. Like, hey, you're going to show a trailer. Maybe pick the part of the game where it does run good. Or, yeah, don't show game stuff. Yeah, if you can't, I don't know. I anyway. Bummer. That's good for someone who wants to play that. Uh-huh. Not me. Yeah. Not me. I, I've got it on systems where it'll run well, and I don't need to play it on a mobile system, I don't think. Yep. Uh, doesn't scream, buy me on your Switch to me. I'm very excited, actually, that Final Fantasy XII is finally getting a release other than the original release. <laughs> I've been wanting yeah. to play that game for a while. It took a really long time. And, like, I don't think I ever beat the PS2 version. I got near the end, and then I think I got trapped in, like, a really bad place, and I didn't feel like grinding, and then I gave up and deleted my save. I got to the point where I needed to Google uh, how to get my characters to auto-level themselves, and I never did it, and that was the <laughs> end of the game for me. So, yeah. As a person who, like, does actual programming in life, I think the idea of playing that game sounds fun. Yeah. Except that apparently it takes, like, 40 hours to let you get to the point where you can do that stuff and then that part does not sound fun yeah uh, i don't know it, i'll probably play the pc version someday but interestingly i don't think that any of the big news if there was any that we forgot was for the 3ds i didn't think they mentioned 3ds a single time nope i'm guessing the all the eggs are in the switch basket at this point and go ahead and close that clamshell mm -hmm. poor guy poor little he guy it's all right. There's still a great library on that thing. They'll probably keep pumping those little machines out, 2DSs, for a long oh, yeah, time. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of great 3DS games out there. Mm -hmm. um, since it was all about Switch, let's talk about my Switch. Yeah? My Switch does not have the Smash cartridge in it. What? I know. I know. They, have, they haven't added any new spirits for me to get, so... <laughs> okay we'll wait for the dlc on that one yeah it's become a go back to it for fun and lols like trying to do 100 man smash in four minutes kind of thing yeah you know uh it's about how i play hitman too sure i'm back on rabbits to try and knock that out of the park nice it was a fun game and i like fell off of it when smash came out and with a couple other games like BattleTech and all that um, so I was like, oh, I'm never going to get back into that unless I just do it now. And you know what? That's a good game. I came back to it and I immediately remembered why I liked playing it. So props, Ubisoft, make another one. Or something. It sounds like that game was well liked. So hopefully they get another shot. Yeah, that'd be great. That's, I think it would be great. That's kind of it. I haven't had a ton of time because I keep running over to the Ford dealer with my car. <laughs> Bummer. Uh, I've still been playing a lot of Magic Arena, but you know what, Andrew? We talked about this game a couple weeks ago. I keep playing Apex Legends for some reason. Um, Can you tell me why I'm doing that? I don't know, but there's like 25 million of you out there that are just like, why am I? Why, is this fun? I have no idea. I'm going to keep playing it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I keep doing this, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah? Are you getting I better? Can you feel yourself I, getting better? A little, maybe. Have you gotten any kills? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Then you're getting better. Yeah. I can't get them reliably. Okay. We're not up to like one kill per game status, but we're at like, you know, maybe we're at like 0.5 kills per game or like 0.4. I guess there was some server lag yesterday or today. And um, people There's were... weird server lag every day when I oh. play that game. I feel 
like sometimes. It's just random. You won't know. You'll, the game will be fine, and then all of a sudden everything goes into like weird slow motion. Yeah. And people like float around and zip around a bunch, which is like, you know, like lag back when you used to play Quake. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, and then you're dead most of the time. Or you're still standing there, everyone has changed positions, and nothing, nothing happened. This particular video that I saw caused people to get knocked down and still have their guns out. That seems overpowered. <laughs> it was not funny, but it was really funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, that does. That sounds uh, good. Okay. Well, they haven't yeah, added like a battle pass or anything else. Nope. So. Nope. It's just fun to jump in and go shoot some people, man. Like, the shooting is good. The, you can jump, you know, like, there's a couple different ways you can play that game, right? You land somewhere far away, you know, collect up some guns and go try and hunt people down. That's like the one way. You can play as kind of like the, I'm going to hoard all these resources and hide in a corner way. Sure. Or you can play the, you know, press straight down on the keyboard as soon as you can land and land with as many other people and punch them in the face and hope to not die way. What and is all, your preferred method after those ways are many games? Uh, I would say I like, I would rather land somewhere farther away and get a chance to like pick up a few guns and some armor and stuff before we get into a firefight. Ah, you've landed on my preferred method. The hiding way is not the best way, I don't think. I agree. Um, but you do need to get a non-zero amount of stuff before you just land and start fighting people. Although, after some, because no matter what you do, sometimes you just die. You land, and then someone lands right behind you and shoots you in the face, and you're dead. There's really nothing you can do about that. <laughs> uh, you know, they land, they pick up the gun you were trying to grab, and they shoot you with it like it's over. Right. Um, after that happens to you a couple times, you then want to do the, okay, I'm just going to land right next to all the people and kill someone else. And then that's fun, because you're like, all right, I finally got to do something instead of just dying. So, right. you know, it's a you get little yin and yang there. Um, but it's good. It definitely helps, improves when you play with a couple other people that you know. Um. Yeah, fun times with that game. I'm not sure why. I don't know how long I will keep playing it. It's a fun thing to do when I'm bored of other things. Fair. Uh, it's a game that only runs on PC. Yep. Uh, nope, not true. It's on consoles. Ooh, not the Switch though. What consoles? Uh, Xbox. Yeah. Uh, Xbox One and PS4. I think. Really. Yep. Huh. I did not know that. I'm pretty sure. No, you're probably right. I I just feel I've now failed at my preferred transition away from this topic. <laughs> well, what if we were talking about the PC though? We were talking about the PC and how it runs. Yeah, what's inside of it? There are a lot of different things in there. Things called there components. 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 We could do are some we... component class if you'd like. Yes, let's do a component class. It's been uh, a while. It has been a while. Our last one was on video cards. It was probably 10 episodes ago, maybe? Yeah, it's been or a bit. So, uh, you know, you can go to YouTube.com, look for We Were Gamers, click on our little channel there, and currently this is the easiest way to find things in component class, because there's a little playlist there that's going to have all the Mash that subscribe button, fam. Mash it. Mash it. Uh, like those videos, subscribe, etc. Approved by Michael. Uh, you could also search the website for component class. Should bring it all up. Nice. We're building a computer over here. I'm building a computer, but I'm saying it's we. 
Slowly but surely. Yeah, we've talked about power supplies and SSDs and video cards. And now we're going to talk about what makes the whole thing tick. The heart of the computer. Literal. The processor. The CPU. That's right. Uh, currently called a microprocessor. But in the past was not always. It's okay. Doesn't matter. Just use them all interchangeably. Nobody cares anymore. He's right about that. That mattered in the 70s, but doesn't matter anymore. Currently, yeah. Uh, your processor does not do one thing. It does a lot of things. And let's talk about it. So let's see. You put your processor into a motherboard. We'll talk about motherboards mm. later. But and for what? Like for the purposes of this class, just know, when you buy a processor, just know that the type of socket that it goes into sure. is important for you yes. to know. On the box, let me hold on. I'm gonna. I'm gonna turn around. I'm gonna look at the box so that I don't say the wrong thing. They have names like. LG1776 sure. and stuff like this. So you look at the front of it, it says, if you buy a Intel, it'll say like Core I blank. And then on the bottom right, it says the processor number. And then right under it, it says LGA, which means socket. And then the number of pins. In this case, 1151. And it is vital and essential that that matches exactly with the type of motherboard that you buy. Yes. The underside of it will not work correctly if it does not have the correct amount of places to go. Yes. And uh, it's not like, oh, I got one that has more, so I'm good. No. Nope. Nope. That it needs to be work. the same. Yep. Yeah. So while it may seem like this is going to inform the choice of what motherboard you get, really what will happen it wait, did I just say it the wrong way? Really what you should be doing <laughs> is picking your processor before you pick the motherboard, which is why we're talking about it now. Sure, yes. Uh Basically, you should pick your processor almost first. Near first, yes. Because unlike the power supply, which you basically pick last. Because um, they all work, basically. Yeah, well, you need to know what components are in there, so you need to know how much power you need. Um, certain processors do different things, and they're very good at different things. And And if you choose... An i7K, you need a much different motherboard, RAM, you know, you like you could need a lot of different components to In work. order to potentially get the most out of your right, processor, right. you may want to purchase different motherboards or other components to make right. that right. work to its fullest potential. All right, so what is a processor? A processor takes programs that you've stored on your hard drive, and they execute commands. And they say like, hey, you want to render this thing, right? And so that program sends a series of IOs to the processor and the processor crunches all those numbers and spits them back out. There you go. And says, and says hey, this is what you should do. Mm -hmm. And the screen goes, okay, I'm going to yep. put those yep. colors on the screen where you told me. Exactly. That's it. Done. Processors. <laughs> and actually, if you want to get even more basic than that, the only thing a processor can do is math. It can do literally nothing else. All of the stuff in your computer can be boiled down to math. Yeah. The great thing about computers is you don't need to know the math. Yeah. And that's why it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> now, back back in the day, before it was a microprocessor, you had to input commands at a pace that the processor could handle them. You only could input commands into it. It didn't do anything else. Um, nowadays, your microprocessor has a cache in there. So 
you can dump a bunch of information on your processor. and Or will, actually multiple levels of cache. Yes. Uh, we haven't even gotten to cores yet, right? No. Um, uh, so it is a... Uh, it is a very complicated machine down there yeah. and it can do a bunch of stuff and it doesn't need your intervention most of the time. <laughs> a lot of them now have built in uh, graphics chips inside the processing unit on the same board that's in there. So you can, yep. you can potentially save potentially, yourself some money yeah, there. Not need a video card. If you're not going to do heavy graphics on a processing, if you're going to do word processing, just find one. Yeah. If you want to browse the internet, graphics, you probably don't need sure. a graphics card. Exactly. Um, cores, cores. Uh, how do you explain cores? So your computer can do many things at the same time. A lot of the reason it can do this is because there are multiple cores. And a core is essentially a subdivision of the processor itself. And then they just took a stamp and they stamped them on next to each other. They're like, I got one here and I got one here and I got one here and I got one here. And now there's four. Now I can do four things at the same time. And right. they just feed all four at the same uh, different parts of the information, and then they put it all back together at the end, and you end up with a computer that can do a bunch of things all at the same time. Uh, every processor comes with tons of the manufacturer's specifications of what exactly they can do, and there are nine million different numbers and and classes of each processor, so... You know, Intel has their i their Pentiums, their i threes, their i fives, their i sevens, and each one has a number associated with them. And there's multiple numbers in each category. It's important to know, I guess, that uh, processors in general are broken down into locked off abilities, right? Like this yeah. one's cheaper because we don't let it do all these other things. Right. So typically, and a lot of that comes back to how they're manufactured, which isn't really interesting to this discussion, but it is interesting in general, I think, but it is not relevant to this discussion. Just know that sometimes making these things as tiny as they are and as powerful as they are is really hard. So sometimes you're likely to get some of them that don't work exactly perfectly all the time. And so maybe they make the ones that only work like kind of good. That's going to be the i5s or the i3s. And the ones that work perfectly are going to be your i7s and i9s. Right. Um, that doesn't you, mean they don't work, by the way. It just means they work, <laughs> like, slightly less good than they could optimally work. And so in, Intel or AMD or whomever you buy your processor from, they sell it to you already configured in such a way that it will work to what they say it will without any chance of it going wrong. Uh, the you hit right there, AMD and Intel. Those are kind of the only two players left in the game for buying your own processing unit. That's correct. Uh, people have varied opinions. I I find them to be AMD sometimes has good stuff and sometimes has bad stuff, and Intel always has the same stuff. Typically, the way it works is AMD's processors have in the past, and I think still continue to be less expensive than Intel generally. Intel has much higher market share because of a lot of different reasons. But AMD's processors are less expensive and can often offer comparable performance to some of the mid and lower cost Intel processors. Mm -hmm. At which point then why wouldn't you just why wouldn't you do that? Seems good. Uh however, sometimes the higher or uh to try and get the most performance, sometimes the higher level AMD ones are not as good as the higher level Intel ones. 
performance sometimes boils down to one number, what would that be? The clock speed. The big, the big number that people know about how fast your process goes. Not so much a big number anymore because they're down into the single, well, double, di- like 2.5 now. You know, yeah. when we were when we were younger, whippersnappers, yeah. Uh, yeah. man, you really wanted big numbers in front of your... I want that 7,000 megahertz processor. Man, if you had a 7,000 megahertz processor, you should like let some people know. That might be I, a world record. Yeah, I know. I know. But you, they had numbers in the hundreds, right? Yeah, um, hundreds of megahertz. And, and boy, you needed them. numbers have gotten into the gigahertz, it turns out that uh, going up is hard. Going so up is hard. Yeah. They can't just make the numbers bigger all the time? Nope. Mm-mm. I have yet to see what. they. I've seen a four, maybe? Uh, they definitely sell fours. They sell some like four and a halves, and I think they sell some like really crazy fives, um, uh, five gigahertz numbers. But you don't want to pay for that. It's not worth it. Most uh, consumer processors that you or I or anybody else needs hover in the twos to threes, late twos yeah. to early threes. Yeah, you can get some low fours sometimes on the upper end of the uh, expensiveness spectrum sometimes. Um, And really where they're making the speed advances in is in how the information goes in and out of the processor and the cores and all that other stuff because who cares about moving that gigahertz number up? Right. It, It turns out that dividing a task up into a bunch of smaller pieces, having them operate on them separately and then putting the outputs back together is also really hard. and so. Even doing that is very difficult, and they make you know advances in that as the uh, the processors go on. And some of these things have like eight or sixteen cores sometimes, and or, just yeah, multiple processors sitting by by beside each other. It gets to be a lot. Um, thankfully, for the purpose of this component class, you can probably assume you don't want any of that crazy stuff. Nope. Let's You're lead into be looking at something that's like four ish cores, yep. probably. Yeah. Let's lead into uh, the the biggest advice I have. Don't overbuy. Yeah. You know, uh, do you think, Andrew, that you are going to be streaming a game and encoding a video, watching a uh, 4K movie, all while rendering video at the same time? And playing a game? I think probably not, right? Uh, maybe not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe you don't need, like, an i7 at all, ever. Huh. Who knew? You mean, I don't need the top-line i7-9600K? No, probably not. $475 processors? I mean, the bigger's better. No, but what if there was one that was, like, 250 and did, like, 80% of that? And... Or 70%? Would give you the same CPU load with the same thing that you're doing? Yeah. What What if that? Hmm. Yeah. That seems like a good plan. My very uh, first computer I built myself, just so people know, I bought the biggest, baddest i7 I could find with the K after it, which means it can be overclocked by me. I can put more voltage into it and it'll do better. And then I bought a motherboard that it fit into correctly that mm-hmm. didn't allow overclocking. Yep. Don't uh, overbuy. I can, I can tell you that uh, th- those K processors are fun. And doing the overclocking can also be fun if you get into it, but it can be also be very frustrating and time consuming in a case where like you change one tiny little thing and now nothing works. 
Uh, so, you know, be careful if you want to get into that stuff. We could even do a whole component class about overclocking, but later maybe. After we build the thing and it works. After we build it. You can't overclock it until you build it. <laughs> um, hey, pro tip, don't overclock out of the box. Make it work first and then overclock. Bam. Okay, that is that might be better advice than don't overbuy, which is make sure it all works fine before you overclock. Start at the bottom level, then go up. Yeah. Don't try to start with a Cadillac. <laughs> start with the cheap car. Actually, you could probably start with the Cadillac. It's okay. Oh, these days, I guess. Yeah, actually, it's <laughs> probably right. Um, I guess I should say what I ended up with here. I bought a Intel i5 8400. 84,000. Nice. 80, yeah. 8400. 8400. <laughs> I'm going to assume it's not 84,000. 8,400. Yeah, there we go. Um, it's probably the most popular processor on the market today. It sounds like it's right in that sweet spot. It's in the yeah, it's in the very affordable sweet spot. Um, but because it is so popular, I have yet to see it go under its one seventy nine MSRP. I think that's uh, still a pretty good price for a processor, though. I was I would usually tell someone trying to buy one if you're spending more than two fifty, you are doing something very wrong, right? And if you're spending under $100, you should consider that maybe your computer might not be powerful enough to be playing games. Sure. So it's a uh, it's a 4 gigahertz processor um, with six cores in it, which means it's got six threads. Nice. Um, the 4 gigahertz is turbo, right? Uh, uh, yeah, you can... That's a whole thing. That's so, a marketing thing. That's a marketing thing, which basically says that the processor usually runs at 2.8 unless you're using the whole processor, and then it ups it to 4. Right. Um, so it basically like can overclock itself kind of sometimes. It, it, it knows if it's trying really hard, and it'll help you out. Do you know how much memory these things can handle now? So we mentioned earlier, like it changes the amount of RAM you can use when you buy a processor. Uh, and i5s, uh, and I think i7s handle different amounts, and... Newer like architectures mother- handle more. The motherboard that determines that more? Uh, y- yes, yes. It is the motherboard that determines that more, but the processors okay. also can only handle a certain amount of memory. Sure. Delegating tasks into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, 128 gigabytes, buddy. That sounds right. Yeah. Which is more than most boards, I think. Uh, Yeah, way more. And the I process- mean, unless you're spending thousands and thousands of dollars, which yeah. you're not. Yeah, and this processor can put out 4K. Yeah, man. It's, you know, it turns out that making, if all you're going to do is watch a video, yeah. you don't need, you probably don't really need a graphics card. Well, like if you're just going to watch videos, yeah, you could do it. So this processor is immensely more powerful than the i7 that I bought years ago, right? It's got six cores instead of four back when the i7s only had four. Yep. It's faster. It's got more yep. threading. A lot more memory on board. Crazy. Uh, the guy... So I actually got this on Black Friday. Cool. And I got it in a bundle with the motherboard, and that knocked it from MSRP actually to $20 below MSRP. So I was like, yes, Ooh. ka-ching, thank you. Yeah, nice. Uh, that's the only reason I went out on Black Friday to go get something. Because, <laughs> man, it's got to be good for you to venture outside on Black Friday. Right, exactly. Sure. Um and ended up changing my motherboard a little bit because I wanted this deal. The dude there asked me, of course, well, what are you doing with it? And I said, well, I'll probably play, just play games and I might stream. Well, if you need streaming, you need an i7. 
No. Okay. Be cool. We know what we're doing. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, you don't. I have I have watched my CPU while playing games. It does nothing. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, if all you want to do is stream yourself playing a game, you can do it. Yeah. It doesn't. And you know what, Andrew? You know, maybe you and I aren't going to be like Ninja or some guy on Twitch making a million dollars, right? Yeah, probably. We, we don't need a 4K stream of your gameplay. Nope. What if you just streamed it at 1080p? Hmm. Who would have thought? I bet, it would, I bet the limiting cat factor wouldn't even be your computer. I bet it would be your internet. You know what? I think upload. everybody else on the internet thanks you for doing that, right? Because you're not taking yeah. up 4K bandwidth by doing that. Yeah, yeah. I bet your ISP is your limiting factor there and not your PC. In sure. which case, that's a bigger problem to fix. You know, a uh, funny story here actually is that Ninja and all those guys actually don't even use their computers to do that. They have Oh yeah, they 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 pipe their stream to another computer right. which then does all the rendering and stuff for them right. because they built a whole separate computer to do that stuff because they want to stream 4K 100% uptime blah blah blah. blah. Right. Uh, so I had the thought, what am I going to do with my old PC? When I'm done with this one, because I don't, I don't know, I don't just generally care. And somebody might want my graphics card actually separately from this. So I thought maybe I'll build like a mini streaming PC or something out of this old box over here when I get rid of the old one. Well, the the processor that's in it doesn't have graphics built in. The the processor I'm on right now talking to you, right, uh, mm-hmm. does not have built in graphics. Well, how time changes how these yeah, things work. Right. Um and I did that because I was economical with the car, the, the processor that I purchased then, and I'm being as economical as I can now with getting an i5, uh, but a higher end i5 to try and combat the coming 4K trend. Um, I think you made the right choice. Yeah, oh yeah, dude, this thing is so powerful comparatively; it's not going to matter. So I actually have a funny story here about buying older processors. <laughs> If okay. you want something that's an older socket that is kind of out of print, so to speak, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have to buy it used. Yep. So I kind of looked around. I wasn't trusting many of the people on eBay or anything like that with how these things were treated and how they're going to get shipped if I see them loose or whatever. So I looked at Amazon and they had one in their warehouse deals. They're like, oh, it's a... It's out of box, but it's used or whatever. It's it's new, but out of box. So I was like, ah, you know what? Screw it. $80 to try and like pump a different processor into this old box and either make it a PC that I can put out in the living room or something or use it to stream, right? With a capture card instead of the video card. Sure. Uh, Yo, Amazon. Mm-hmm. Loose CPUs need a cradle yeah i probably shouldn't just let them rattle around in that package hmm you think if they do that they show up with all their pins broken off yeah yep that's what happened Hmm. although isn't the bottom really flat it's mostly fat but the the uh those little semiconductor pins are still on there Hmm. send you a picture okay i believe you I, i i'll put a picture on the instagram yeah, put it on the Insta. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be a fun experience trying to figure out how to revamp this old PC once the new one is built. And 
the processor is going to be part of that because I need something with built-in graphics. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just thought that was a funny story. No, it's good. It's I a uh... of all the components though of that I would maybe try and buy used a processor probably is one that would hold up okay. Yeah, usually they work until they stop they working, and yeah. you can't really tell when they're just going to fail completely. Yeah. So maybe the next thing to try is a computer that has a processor still on the board and I take it off myself. Usually what the issue will be is that the processor just feels slow and you can't get stuff done at the speed you used to. That's usually when you need a new processor. Right, when the thing is so old that it it can't keep up with modern stuff or that it's gotten old and doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, like, you need to reformat your hard drive and reinstall Windows. Not that. Mm-hmm. The thing when you did that and it still sucks, then it's time. <laughs> That's like 20 years at this point. It could be. Yeah. These processors processors are amazing, man. I don't know if you've been looking recently, but wow. It's, uh, I have, I have one that I've had for a while and I'm just going to keep riding it until I feel like I can't ride it anymore. That's my new plan. Okay. What do we not cover on processors here? Uh, there's all the overclocking stuff we didn't talk about, but that's like its that's, whole. Yeah, thing. we'll do a whole overclocking episode because you got to talk about RAM because you got to yeah. switch your voltage on everything. Yeah, there's a whole thing. Yeah, uh, we we covered it pretty well. We got a lot of good basic level in there. Like we said, it's the heart of the machine. But it, despite like all the stuff that they throw at you, like if you go look at the processor page. It's three times longer than almost any other component because while they do a lot, they don't do that much. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's more sections on here that I'm staring at the page for my i5. There's more sections on here about what the graphics chip can do than everything else on this chip. Because what do you care about? It's the hertz, how many cores it's got, the cache, and how many threads. That's it. This is kind of and, and like the price before all of those things, and then you're done. The like price. This. What's the socket? That's all the information you need. Yep. The rest of it is either like, hey, this works with old things, or hey, this supports new things, and right. none of that really matters to us. Yeah. Whether you want to overclock it, meh. And and then you're just talking about the manufacturers' tiers of or of how good they are, right? And mm-hmm. and like we said, don't overbuy. Yeah, you really. You can go out there and find people like PC Gamer, like, oh, I'm building a gaming rig. What do I really need? And people like Tom's Hardware and PC Gamer are really adamant about, like, no, you, i5, like, <laughs> chill. And actually, in some cases, like, if you're only going to play at 1080p and a lot of other stuff, you could probably get away with an i3. Yeah. So, I mean, we're, in case people don't trust us because we're the game, you know, we were gamers, we're not, you know. Yeah, Tom's other hardware. people agree. Other people agree with this. Yes. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to tell us how you feel about our opinions about processors, you could send them to an email address, which we A- have AMD sucks at we were gamers stuff. <laughs> Dang. Ooh, Yo, we talked a lot about Intel today, but there are good AMD processors. Those new they, Ryzen ones got a lot of. Uh, good press yeah people don't sleep on that stuff especially if it's like you look at the numbers and it's like well all the amd numbers are higher and the price is lower seems like a good reason to do it i don't know 
Um, this uh, harkens back to our discussion at the beginning of the podcast. Look out for number one. And if the AMD processor is cheaper and better, it's just a processor. Go get yeah. the the motherboards come in both, right? So like, right. Just because right. you really want that that one motherboard from MSI, don't worry. That one motherboard from MSI has both sockets on it. You can find you, the, know, you can find one that is sold both ways. Yeah, yep, exactly. totally. Anyway, the podcast. real address is podcast at we were gamers. Yeah, podcast at we were gamers dot com. Uh-huh. And hey, go to our YouTube and like subscribe to that thing, man. It's really good. There's a lot of sweet stuff on there. If I'm you gonna probably find this episode on there. on there. Yeah. You guys gotta yeah. go subscribe to it if I'm gonna put videos on there. That's yeah, hit the, mash that subscribe button, y'all. I like Do it. it. I like it. Do it. Instagram. And then Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, all those places we were gamers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's room for a third party processor people? I don't think so at this point. Mm. It's a good dream.